On this week's episode, we tell some chronic illness funny stories. They may not be funny to you, but to us, they're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so stick around. And welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. Oh, Cass, how you doing, my friend? How you doing? I am doing okay. It's getting really warm here, and it was so nice to take a walk this weekend. It felt incredible. I'm so excited for the spring, more than I've ever been. <laughs> You know what's funny is when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about with you on this little opening section, I was like, I'm going to talk about the fact that Cass and I are not really winter girls <laughs> and that it's a kind of a struggle, low-key, like, like speaking for myself, February and March are kind of a struggle and, and even January a little bit too. And I am so ready for the spring. I'm so ready for like Easter season and like flowers blooming mm. and warm weather and walks and picnics and, and farmer's markets and all of the things. Oh, I'm farmer's so markets. Yeah, I think our farmer's so market is still going on, but it's indoors and kind of out of the way now. But I can't wait to go to it outside. You know what? Straw hat weather is what I like to call that oh, time of yes. year. Like, I want to wear a straw hat with a sundress. That's all I want right now. Ooh, like, girl, I have that outfit. And I oh, me too. I wear it now. I, I will say, I'm wearing a t-shirt with a jacket on, but I'm wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> and I felt so excited to wear a t-shirt. <laughs> that That's great. It got warm here, too, for us, but now it's just been monsoon rain outside oh, all day same. today. I know. So now the weather is dropping. So again, hey, so it was fall know. spring, but it gives us hope that there will be warmth in the future. Yes. And it's I'm excited. excited. Me no. too. I'm so excited. Um, and also we do want to say really quick before we jump in to the app. Yes. Um, yes. You know what I'm going to say. Thank yes. you all so much to those who donated to our uh, HPS fundraiser. Um, as we're recording this, it's still not over yet. But when this episode releases, it will have ended the day before, which was February 28th, which is Rare Disease Day. They, we hit our goal already. Thank you so wow. much. Yeah, yes. we really, really appreciate your generosity for those who donated. Um, just, it, it'll really be helpful for uh, the HPS network. And, like, they're doing some really big things right now. And so you're, be rest assured that your money is going to good use and it is going to make a big difference for in the lives of people with hermansky Pollock syndrome. So thank you. Absolutely. And if you ever want to give to the HPS network, we don't have to have a fundraiser going on for you to do it. You could always visit hps.org and donate if you feel like you would like to do that. But thank you all so much for giving. We always try to do a fundraiser around this time of year. We did one last year. And so it's just a really good time to give back and to help support our network Mm -hmm. that is searching for a cure for our rare disease. Speaking of rare diseases, Cass. Oh, boy. We have a really funny episode for you guys today. We don't know if funny is the word. Um, We will laugh a lot, though. We will laugh. We're going to be telling awkward, funny, silly, wild, chronic illness stories. Um, We talk about chronic illnesses sometimes on this podcast because along with our visual impairment comes some other health issues. If you want to know more about that, episode six... 
Um, we also six. did a what's in our bag, <laughs> our what's in our bag chronic illness edition, which I think was like in the teens, maybe of episode. Of I think it was a year ago. Like it was last yeah. February. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was. So, um, anyway, yeah, like so, Cass, what do you have to say about this? Are you well, nervous? Well. <laughs> Well, I will say, okay, so to give a very brief background, right, so that these stories make sense, Case and I have a bleeding disorder, um, so we we bleed a lot more easily than the average person if we get cut or, you know, we bruise easily um, as part of hermanskipa back syndrome, and then um, I have had... Um, Irritable, uh, uh, I never remember the first letter. Inflammatory bowel disease. I've had Crohn's disease for almost 10 years, which is a long time, and I can't believe it's been that long. But I got my colon removed when I was 18, and I've had an ostomy bag ever since, and it lives on me, and that will become relevant later in this episode, but I just, I had to, I had to explain for those that are new here. No, absolutely. Thank you for explaining that. I I also have some other unrelated health conditions like Hashimoto's disease, fibromyalgia, other things like that. And so we have a lot of health stuff going on. And I I know a lot of our listeners are specifically visually impaired people. And so some of you might not have other health things going on. So some of you might not relate. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of visual impairments come along with some other health issues. Some not all of them, but sometimes like like us. Yeah. We we have Hermansky Pudlak syndrome that comes along with a lot of other things. So, yeah, I'm, when it rains, uh, it pours. <laughs> these stories are kind of to give you a little bit of an insight into our lives of chronic illness people. Like, sometimes when these things happen, one of the silver linings of looking at it is, oh, it's a really juicy story to tell on the podcast, yeah. you know? Like, and it makes good content. Um, it's going to be TMI. I'm actually a little bit. <laughs> a little bit nervous to tell these like they're very personal and actually Cass I don't think you know this but one time I made a YouTube video with some of these stories in it and I oh. actually ended up deleting it um oh really yeah I did not really because I was like embarrassed but it just made me feel a little bit vulnerable to have these stories out there but I'm gonna tell them again some of them again I think not only did it make me feel vulnerable but some of these could be a little bit considered graphic um yeah. so we wanted to give a disclaimer if you are funny about, <laughs> about bleeding, about any kind of stomach, blood, poop, I don't know. We're getting there. Yeah. We're going there. TMI. We're going there. We're going there. And so if you're like eating while listening to this, maybe not a good idea. Um, we're not going right. to be too gross. And we will give you warnings before each story. Like we could say like this story includes bleeding. You know, we'll give you yeah. a warning. Um, and right. we're going to try to, you know, not be too graphic about it. But it's just like it's part of health. It's part of the body. It's part of how our bodies work. And like. Yeah. It, this is you're getting into the you're getting into the TMI with us today. So yeah. besides, like, if if chronic illness or any sort of illness is is a little bit foreign to you, I mean, some people just like are really healthy, and we're happy for you. Um, <laughs> but like, we just we're we're telling these stories not only because they're funny, but also they're funny to us. But um. It's just, like, life happens, man. Like, sometimes things are really weird or awkward or, or just, like, very unexpected with your body. And, like, it makes for a really funny story. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite bands, AJR, has this song called 100 Bad Days. And, like, the, 
the premise of the whole song is like a hundred bad days makes a hundred good stories and a hundred good yes. stories makes me very interesting at parties. So yes, heck yes. And we're, yeah, I love that. Like we're not trying to be gross. We're just trying to be real and health yeah. and the body is real and it's nothing to be ashamed about or grossed out by like, and I get it if some people are kind of woozy around these topics. Like I totally sure. get that. But um, but at the same time, you know, this isn't like trying to be gross and out there. Like this is our, our lives. And like, you know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a deep ep here, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. we'll start off slow and okay, like ease okay. our way in. Ease our way in. Yeah, <laughs> I think we could do that. Um, you do you want to go first? Okay, so I've got a couple. Just like these are really small snippets of stories that um, I was I was a, a wild child. I've mentioned this in other episodes before. Um, Casey was a cautious kid and I yes. was a wild child and I would yes. run around and I had very little like um I had very little I don't know fear <laughs> and I wasn't really I wasn't really afraid to do too much so mm. one time I was uh I think I was like three I I I have been told this story and um so one thing in my parents' house, they have a lot of, like, we used to get, like, staged family portraits every year. Um, and there's this photo that my mom pointed out to me one time, and she said, yes, this photo involved effort. Because a day or two before that photo was taken, I was running around outside, and I tripped and I smacked my head. And I oh. had a massive bruise on my forehead. And it was, it's so well done because she like ended up covering it up with makeup. And I had, <laughs> I had like curtain bangs, like they were like pretty, pretty low over my forehead. You cannot tell that I have just a massive welt on my forehead. <laughs> I love that. How old were you again? Did you say that? I think I was like three or four. Three or four. You're getting professional makeup done by your mother to cover yes. up your Yes. Egg. And then the other the other thing that happened when I was a kid that was really funny is so Casey and I uh, have mentioned, oh, it was a while ago. We both wear medic alert bracelets just in case, like wherever in some sort of, um, like, uh, God forbid, a horrifying accident that, like, people need to know that we have a bleeding disorder or that we're legally blind or, or any of those things. So I've had one since I was really little. And th there was one time where, you know, running around doing wild stuff, I fell. And the it, it's like a small chain with, a like, a, an oval medallion. The little medallion was, like, on the bottom of the palm of my hand. So when I fell and I braced myself with my hands, I literally cut myself with my own oh, medical no. alert bracelet. No. <laughs> the irony. No so way. Irony. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I love those. Not many of my stories are from my childhood. Actually, I don't know if any of them are, to be honest. Um but those are pretty good. I like that you did start off light. You know, those were not yeah. disturbing or anything. We're going to get there. Don't worry. We're going to get there. Oh, we will. <laughs> um, my first one is not disturbing either. We will give you guys the disclaimers if we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, my first one. Okay. And like I said, I think I've told all of these possibly on the internet at some point. I even think, thinking back, I wrote some of these downcasts. I think I may have told them 
some of them on our chronic illness illness episode, like at the end when we were like going back and forth sharing some funny like hospital stories. I'm almost positive I already told these. But here's the thing. This is episode, what, 40? Yeah. And that was episode six. So like, first of all, some of you might not have heard it. Also, secondly, I'm going to add more details into these and not be as quick with them. But okay. So this one, I'm sorry if you've already heard it, but it's kind of funny to me. I was at the hospital for some testing when I was probably 13. And I don't even remember what it was for now. But all I remember is is I was either getting like an MRI or blood taken. It was something like really simple, like a simple test that day. And I was sitting in the room and this man comes in and I was with my mom. And this man comes in and he's like, hey, I'm your anesthesiologist. I'm going to walk you Mm -hmm. through what I'm about to do. Have I told you this? No, so, I, I, I don't oh, recognize okay. it now. So he's like, I'm your anesthesiologist. I'm, I'm going to walk you through, like, putting you to sleep. This is what's going to happen. And I was like, wait, put me, putting me to sleep? Like, wait, I'm not here for that. And my mom was like, Casey, let the man talk. Like, she, was like, <laughs> she was, like, getting on to me for, like, questioning it. She was like, Casey, like, let him finish. And I'm like, Mom, I'm not here for anesthesia. And he, like, kept going. And then what? this nurse, yes, this nurse runs in the room, starts yelling at the man, get out of here, get out of here. And oh. Oh. the man... The man runs out of the room and she goes, sorry, he does this all the time. What? (laughs) I promise. I promise this happened. I promise. So basically, I was about to be put to sleep. And Wait, was he a real anesthesiologist and was he trying to freak you out? No, I think he was... I, I don't know, actually. I think he was real, but he, like, got room numbers wrong a lot. She I'm said so he does concerned. This I am, too. I am, too. And it was so long ago that I don't even remember all the details. But my mom can vouch for me that this really did happen. And it's, how, like, one of the funniest stories I have from my medical. How has this man not been, like, sued? <laughs> I just, my favorite part is that my mom was, like, Casey, let him talk. Because, like... I literally still joke with her to this day that I was like, mom, I was trying to like say it was wrong. <laughs> and she was like, Casey, like they know what they're doing. Casey, take oh the drugs. It'll Casey, be fine. Casey, let him put the like IV in. Like, no. <laughs> like, oh my God. Anyway, so. Okay. That this is, okay. So this is a bleeding story. Um, And this also happened when I was like 12 or 13. Okay. Bleeding um, story. Disclaimer. <laughs> I was in seventh grade and there was like this pool party at the end of the year and in the moment this was a really embarrassing moment especially for like a 13 year old but looking back on it now it feels like something that would have happened in like a sitcom um so like um i i took a lot of swimming lessons as a kid and again like i didn't have a lot of like fear in my life so I would jump off the high dive like I was a diving board kid like I thought it was I loved the adrenaline rush it was so fun so it was like a community pool with kids that frankly I didn't really like but I didn't want them to hate me um so (laughs) there was like a really small diving board it was at the level of the ground um and I was like oh yeah this will be fun and like there was a like the girl that went before me was, like, a legit gymnast, and she just, like, did some cool stuff off of it. And I was like, I'm just going to jump off. It was a lot slidier than I had ever anticipated. And as I was about to, like, jump off, I slid, and I 
hit my crotch on the edge of the board (laughs) and scraped my knee and just like collapsed into the pool really embarrassingly. And I was like, oh boy, oh my gosh, like that was humiliating. I don't want, I I hope no one actually saw that. And I kind of stayed in there to like, like wait till the embarrassment faded. And then I was like, you know, I don't know if I actually still want to be here, whatever. And as I get out of the pool and I went to go look for my mom, I I was like, yeah, hey mom. And like, I had no idea that there was so much blood dripping out of my knee. No, no. <laughs> and she was just like, come here. And she like wrapped me in a towel and she's like, hold your knee. And we're going to walk to the car. And we're like shimmying away. No. Wait, wait, wait. Was the blood, did you get blood in the pool? I need to know. I mean, I'm sure you no. did. No. Well, not really. Because it because... wasn't really bleeding because it was in the water. Because it was in the water. Yeah. And, chlor- and the chlorine was kind of like holding it together. Oh, so like. Look at that. I know, right? That but was the a fun second you get out, lesson. it's just like. It's just like flooding. <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, oh, my God. And so oh, no. I just, I left as soon as I came, and it was not great, but it was no. really All your daring stories as a child, I think you had many more injuries than I did. Oh, so many. <laughs> I can't think of, I really can't think of many. I've never broken a bone. Like, I was cautious. I didn't break a bone, but I did fracture my toe. <laughs> okay, well... That's still something. I sound boring when I say I was cautious. I, you know what's funny is like I was a daredevil in the sense that like I rode every roller coaster as a child. Like I was okay, like that's that, fun, that kid. Like me and my dad like went in a cave together. My sister was too scared. Like I would do things like that, but I wasn't I wasn't daring with like physical activities like jumping or stuff like yeah. that. That's yeah. when I was cautious. Nah, like, I, that's probably yeah. for the best. I definitely. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, now we're going to get a little more, like, personal, I guess. So, this one includes vomit. I'm not going to be, like, super graphic about it, though. So, I don't think it's, like, super gross if you, even if you don't like vomit. I don't think it's that gross. Okay, so, I have interstitial cystitis, which means my bladder is very sensitive. And I have to go to the bathroom all the time. This is getting personal. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Anyway. I had an ovarian cyst rupture when I was like a teenager, a few times, um, which is another health thing. And it's another, it's unrelated to the bladder stuff, but it happened to me. So I had to get an ultrasound. If you know anything about ultrasounds, you know that you have to drink a lot of water and fill up your bladder absolutely completely until you're about to die. And then they push on it with the machine. Have you ever had one done? No, but I've, I've had to drink a bunch of contrast for, like, MRIs where I've actually thrown up because I, like, I, it was oh. not good. <laughs> it's awful. So I drank all the water. I'm, like, dying to go to the bathroom, and I'm in the waiting room. They haven't even called me back yet. I'm already, like, dying to go. And, like, because of my interstitial cystitis, I'm, like, more sensitive to that. I really yeah. had to go. Um, They call me back. I'm already, like, I really got to go. Then this lady starts, you know, like puts all the gel on you or whatever and she starts pushing down with the ultrasound thing on my stomach and I'm like I keep telling her I'm like I'm very uncomfortable right now like I really this is very painful I really have to go and she was really really rude like she was like okay like I mean like here's the thing I know it's uncomfortable for everybody right it is but like I think she thought I was being dramatic when she didn't realize I actually have like a medical issue that makes it worse for me Mm -hmm. than the average person So she was writing me off. She was rolling her eyes. Like, she literally was, like, straight up being rude. She was like, okay, well, like, 
give it give me a minute like we can't stop now or whatever and I was like I really like this is I can't take this this is really oh uncomfortable I'm about to go to the bathroom and she was like okay like and she kept just like writing me off like okay well I can't stop or whatever and so finally I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up like and I know this in my head and you know as an adult it's like usually adults <laughs> can get to the bathroom in time but I'm laying on a table my pants are down my I have like the gel on me and everything and I'm I like tell the lady I was like I think I'm gonna be sick and she's like okay well like give me a minute and like I start to sit up because I'm gonna be sick and basically I didn't get I didn't get away in time and I basically threw up on this mean woman like oh, I not no. <laughs> not really on not really on her but like I turned toward her to get off of the table and threw up right there on the floor and it probably got on her shoes and me and my mom still laugh at that because I'm like maybe she kind of deserved it because I was warning her many times that I was not okay and she clearly did not care or listen so she gets what she gets I'm sorry that I threw up on you woman that was rude Ooh. to me at the ultrasound but yeah okay actually that reminds me of a recent story okay Okay. I don't I don't have I don't have the same condition that Casey has that makes her like have to pee more often but I do drink a lot of water and I I do have to pee a lot um Mm -hmm. I'm now even on a med that makes me have to pee even more but like but that's beside the point. This is a very recent story. <laughs> so it feels more vulnerable. But um, this was last August. You know this story because I okay. told you after it happened. <laughs> okay. I think I do, but go on. Um, so I was working in the office. And I, like, some of my coworkers invited me to go to a happy hour at, like, a bar afterward. And I, w- I was already planning to leave fairly early because I wanted to like go to the climbing gym and I had like a ride scheduled to go there and I can't really change that you know too short in advance whatever so I had one beer um I lost kind of I lost track of time I was like making small talk with lots of people and then I was like oh my gosh I have to leave the bus is gonna come soon and I I had to pee since I left the office But, you know, I didn't really get a chance to go. And because I was going to miss the bus, I was like, well, I'm just going to try and go and and make it. And I get on the bus and there's this, like, very strange person on the bus. You know, bus people. And um, they were just like, I don't know, they got off on the same, I don't know, they were making small talk with me. And they got off on the same stop as I did. And I, like, was super uncomfortable and I didn't want them to know where I lived. So instead of stopping at the pharmacy on the corner to go to the bathroom, I just decided to continue to try to walk home, which is a 15-minute walk. Oh, no. So I'm, like, clenching as hard as possible. (laughs) And I'm, like... Just a couple blocks away. I got really far. I'm trying to distract my brain with literally anything. Oh, I was worst. singing the Hamilton theme. Yes, and of course. Because, <laughs> like, all those dun, words dun, are dun, great distractions. Yup. Yes. But as, yes. Soon as, as soon as I mentally finished the Hamilton theme, I totally just peed my pants. No. In the, like, all <laughs> on the sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and happens. I was so close to home. That's the worst part is you were so close to home. Well, oh my god. The good thing is like what I was wearing was actually super easy to clean, but I was like, wow, well, 
Well, that was super fun, and I, Honestly, like, ran inside, uh, and I did damage control, and I still was able to eat and go to the gym on time. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad it didn't end terribly. I mean, I guess there are worse places to be in public. Listen, I could fill a whole episode with those kind of stories as well. I won't, but, like, we both have been there. If anybody listening has been there, you were late. If anybody listening has not been there, you're like, wow, you guys are strange. But yeah, right. you know, that's okay. We, we can't help our issues, okay? Our Sorry. bodies are sensitive. Um, but no, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, okay, my next one. I'm going to save my most disturbing for last. Are okay. you going to do that? That's, do you have, like, ex- that's what I'm do- my my okay. my my magnum opus, so yes. to speak, of, <laughs> of chronic yes. illness stories is at the end. Okay, perfect. I have two. I have two more. Um, okay, so this one I think I have told briefly on the pod. I definitely have mentioned it briefly on the pod, but I'm going to tell like the full longer version here right now. So my mom and I. It's always my mom and I. I have a dad. He just doesn't travel with me as much. <laughs> I a have lot of, a dad. Just, I do, and I love my dad. I feel bad for saying my mom. Okay, my mom. no, Alan Greer. The word Alan we Greer do not deserve dad. Alan Greer. We don't deserve him. Love I love him my so dad. Much. I feel like my mom just like takes me more places in the car and things like that. So anyway, yeah. um, my mom and I were at the HPS conference together. Hey, oh, shout out! Hey. And it takes place in Long Island, New York. We were coming home to Memphis on a plane. We had a connecting flight oh, in Detroit, story. Michigan. <laughs> yes, so. We had a connecting flight in Detroit. We got to Detroit for our connecting flight, and it was canceled. We had to stay the night in Detroit. Okay, whatever. Also, our luggage was gone. Our luggage had already gone to Memphis, so we had nothing. We had no meds, no clothes. You know, we just had what was on our back. So we go to this hotel in Detroit. It was not a great hotel, by the way. I mean, not that that really matters, but I'm trying to set the scene, okay? Yeah, I'm here here with you in this crappy hotel. I get... I get really, really sick, like really sick with a stomach bug, like vomiting every 10 minutes. So we're like, okay, we can't even get on our next flight because I am, I'm quite literally am throwing up and we can't just get on a flight like that. So we had to cancel that flight. We had to reschedule another flight. So it's been like a few days. We have no new clothes or fresh clothes or anything. And um, we're, we're ready to get home. We're in Detroit. It's time to get home. I'm feeling badly, but I have stopped throwing up at this point. So we get there, we get on our flight finally, and this is the part of the story I've told before, but I I think the buildup helps you be in the moment. Um, We're walking onto the plane, we're in the aisle of the plane, and I say to my mom, mom, I'm going down. I'm I'm passing out right here, (laughs) right here. So I pass out in the aisle of the airplane, and they, like, my mom and, like, a stewardess on the airplane, like, pick me up and, like, set me down in the nearest chair, which just happens to be first class. And the, they, like, give me a cup of water and I think a banana, actually, like the, the flight attendant. And so, like, I'm sitting there with my water and my banana. And the person walks by that's, like, supposed to have that seat. And they look at me, like, in the chair, like, passed out, like, fa- like pale, you know, with my banana. And the person is like, oh, you can keep the seat. I'll just take oh. your seat. And so they, like, go to my seat. And so I got, hey, I got sick, but I got to sit first class. Hey. hey. And I remember, That's... as bad as I felt, I was like, these seats are very cushy. I enjoy this. <laughs> I so. got a pillow and a blanket. Heck this yeah. Is, you know, there are, there are worse places to be, specifically the back of the plane, when you're feeling sick. So It's true. Like, that first class ride, it wasn't, like, the way I would have imagined a first class ride to be, but it was still a first class ride, and it was fun. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. This is my my ultimate and my okay. favorite ostomy story to tell. Okay. So this is a poop story. Poop story. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> so it's my sophomore year of college. Um, I had had an ostomy for a year and a half, I think. Um, and it's finals. And I was, I was like, the last day of finals is when I had to stay through, which kind of sucked, but it meant that I was living in my sorority's house. It meant that, like, pretty much everyone was already home by the time that I had to end up leaving because I had a really late final. Um, so that day, I really just wanted to feel super cute, but also it was December in Ohio, so it was really cold. But I was wearing like a black dress and then I had two pairs of tights on because it was super freezing. Um, I had like taken my final, which was kind of a long exam. And then I had like, my brother picked me up cause he was, um, he was still around. He also went to undergrad at Ohio State. And so, um, you know, he, ho- he was around, he picked me up, we did some stuff. Um, we like, I met one of his friends, actually his fiance. That was the first day I met oh, his really? fiance. Oh, really? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, but they weren't together at the time, but I, oh, wow. I knew from that moment that they would be. Yes. But yes. anyway, um, <laughs> this reminds me of another story, but like, this is, this is the true Okay. This is the true beginning of that. Anyway, so I'd been out for a long time. And again, I really had to pee. Uh, my brother. <laughs> it always starts this way. <laughs> it really does. My brother drops me off at the sorority house. And I like ran up the stairs to go to the bathroom. Again, I was wearing two pairs of tights. So very enthusiastically, I ripped down my tights. And I also ripped off my ostomy bag in the process. Oh, I don't think I've heard this story before. Down it fell, and it splattered all over the stall and me. No. I was covered in actual poop. (laughs) No. No. And and this, mind you, was a communal bathroom. Yes. Yes. You're so (laughs) So. Oh, my gosh. I, it was one of those situations where, like, I, I, I quickly, I, you know, I went to the, I peed, and then I just, I stood up, and I, I just looked around, and I was like, yes, what do I do? <laughs> How do I deal with this? I'm pretty I can, sure like, I, like, said some, some explicit words that yes. I cannot say on this podcast. <laughs> yes, no, I just imagine if that happened to me, just standing there, like, yeah. like blank face, just, just a, like, thinking about, shock. yeah, just in shock, just like, what am I gonna do? And so I'm like, I'm like in go mode, like, I, I like, throw the bag in the trash can, the little trash can that was next to the toilet, I like, try, like, I took off all of my clothes, and then I had to very, like, very quietly try to clean the bathroom stall naked, hoping oh that no one would come in. <laughs> Wait, so do you still not have a bag on at this point either? No. Oh, you put a new you put a new bag on or I, not? 
I think I, like, emptied it, and then I, like, put the old one back on, because I was like, I'm going to use shower anyway. Oh, um, my goodness. Okay, The good okay. thing was that, like, my bat, like, my ostomy comes, dude, this is <laughs> required background. Um, my ostomy bag comes in two pieces. There's the part that sticks to me, and then the, the bag part. Um, so the part that sticks to me was actually fine, which was... Good. Honestly, best case scenario because like I just had to put the thing back on, so I didn't, I didn't poop everywhere <laughs> while I cleaned the stall because I have no control over uh, my bowel movements. Like now that I have an ostomy, like I don't, I don't have to think about actually pooping. So like I had to, like I was really glad in that moment that like I had, I already had some like cleaning supplies under the sink, uh, like the communal sink. So I like yes. I just made. Best use of those. I, like, threw my clothes in the shower. Uh, I, like, ran into my room just praying that no one would see me because I didn't have a towel or anything. Oh, my god! <laughs> but the house was mostly empty, which worked in my favor. But I think someone did come in at one point, And I don't think they noticed. And I was just, I, oh. After I, after that happened, I just laid on my bed and stared at the ceiling. I was yes. like, what happened? What happened? So I, I refer to that as the sorority poop debacle. Yeah. I'm sure most people with an ostomy have at least had one story like similar to that. I mean, like, that's, that's wild. I mean, it it's, a, it's a rare incredible. thing for that to happen, obviously, but I'm sure like you're not alone, you know? Yeah. It was, oh my gosh. it was really legendary though, because it was though. honestly, and not to be too graphic, rather explosive. <laughs> I think it's, I think as bad as it was in the moment for you, it's one of those stories that's very funny to tell later. It's so, so funny. I hope our listeners got a kick out of naked Cassandra in the bathroom scrubbing your poo. I mean, let's just be real. That's very TMI. It's so um, funny. This next story actually is not funny. So you don't have to laugh. Like, it's okay. not very funny. Um, it's just a, a very <laughs> bad chronic health story oh, that's no. kind of funny looking back. Okay, and it's in multiple parts. It's in multi. You, you, okay, you, here's the deal with this story. You think it's bad, but it gets worse. It's one of those. Um, and it's my entire wisdom teeth journey. Oh, no. So, um, having a bleeding disorder, we bleed a lot. Okay, this has blood. This has blood. This story has blood <laughs> and blood. So um, when you get your wisdom teeth removed, it can be dangerous for a person with a bleeding disorder, especially getting all four removed at once. That's a lot of bleeding. Your mouth is a bleeding type of place. And so we wanted to do my wisdom teeth extraction, all four of them at once, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they gave me platelets beforehand. Um, it took a long time. I was there like way longer than I should have been because the platelets were late and I have negative blood, so it was hard to match it. So it was just kind of like a stressful morning in general, but okay, whatever. Usually wisdom teeth extractions are done in the dentist office. They're not done at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So my dentist who came to do it, I guess didn't have all of his tools there with him or something. Um, oh. So, <laughs> uh, so. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So, or like backup tools, I guess, is what I meant to say. So, I get my wisdom teeth taken out, all four. I'm in the recovery, and the man who did it comes in, and he says, okay, like, it went pretty well. He says, my drill stopped working on your first tooth, so I had Um, to get creative. Um. (laughs) So, I had to, that part is funny. You can laugh at that. He had to get creative. 
And I was like kind of out of it and loopy. You know, I wish I knew. I still don't know what that means. I was out of it and loopy when he said it. And I was kind of like, okay. And he left the room and then it hit me what he had really said. And I I, like imagine it now with like a knife and like a fork. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. So hacking away at your mouth. That was an interesting moment. Um, he literally had to get creative. I don't know what he, how he took them out, Cass. I don't know to this day how he took them out of me. But now a lot of people get dry sockets um, with wisdom yeah. teeth, <clears throat> which is basically a very painful experience when the whole. I, I, I I'm not going to explain it perfectly. I'm you know I'm not a dentist, but the hole where your tooth was taken. Um, gets like exposed to air and some, something like that and it's like very very painful um so anyway i got dry sockets in all four teeth are you kidding me yes i was oh my and i'm gosh. wondering i'm wondering if it's because of this man messing me up being but anyway, creative so i was i was vomiting i was miserable and it was a holiday weekend. So I was calling my dentist trying to get in because what they do when you have dry sockets is they pack them. They like put mm-hmm. stuff in the hole, like they pack it. Um, and sorry if I'm not explaining this right, like I said, but I, it's, it's, you know, they pack them to make them not hurt anymore. And I was in severe pain. I was miserable. And I called and it was a holiday. My dentist was gone. It was like 4th of July. And so the like dental assistant said, I'm going to come in just for you and pack your dry sockets. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is great. It, awesome. it wasn't great. Narrator, it wasn't great. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so we go in. I go with my dad this time. Hey, dad. He's in the story. Hey. This time. I go with my dad. And the lady literally is like unlocking the door, like turning on all the lights. Like nobody's there. It's literally just us. And yeah. we go to the back. And she starts trying to pack all four of my dry sockets. She starts with one. She starts with one tooth, right? She's trying to pack it. She has this like metal rod huh. and she's jabbing it into the hole of my dry socket, <laughs> trying to pack it, but she's not succeeding. And as she's doing this, I am, for lack of a better term, spewing <laughs> blood <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. It was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, wow. because I have a bleeding disorder. And so... She, I was I was like, did you get it? Did you get it? And she's like, oh, just let me try one more time. Uh, let me try one more thing. Mm. Let me keep trying. And she was not succeeding. Um, my dad is a very, like, mild-mannered, like, doesn't get angry person. Like, he's, like, so, he's like fairly soft-spoken. Like, he can stand up for himself, but he's not, like, my mom is the more fiery one in the relationship, you know? Same. Same with my parents. And so um, the lady's like, let me keep trying. And I'm not kidding, Cass maybe 20 minutes this had gone on okay and she's still she's still on the first tooth and my dad finally kind of not he doesn't yell at her but he kind of goes okay that's enough (laughs) yeah because i was like bleed i was bleeding a lot anyway i got in the car after that whole quite frankly kind of traumatic moment and i said to my dad i was like i feel so much worse than i even did before (laughs) we came here (laughs) to fix this issue That's really so anyway sad. it was very bad and for anyone getting wisdom teeth extracted i don't want to completely freak you out i'm sure it will not be a situation where the man uses a fork and a knife to <laughs> remove your wisdom teeth and messes you up and then it's a holiday weekend and some untrained girl is trying to put in your you know it was just a bad like a series of unfortunate events one after the other wow. but hey wow. it makes a good story oh yeah of. 
to well, how, how did that get resolved though like they just had to heal on their own i can't remember if wow. i ever ended up I might have ended up going back in after the dentist actually, like, opened back up and my dentist was back. I might have gone back in. I don't remember, actually, because this was, like, 11 years ago at this point. And the whole thing was so bad. I've kind of, like, I was so out of it and in pain during a lot of it that I don't remember the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like when I've heard about people getting dry sockets, they talk about, like, what, clover? Yes, that was what she was doing. That's what she was putting, like, clover in there, I think. Yeah, they say it, but it like wasn't going in. Like it was like falling Mm. out, and she kept. But it was like with one of those metal things that she was like putting it in. Like no, no. I know how disturbing this is. I'm so sorry, listeners. I will put our listeners at ease that (laughs) I, with a bleeding disorder, I, I've had a fun and weird time with my teeth. Um, This is not. This is not a story I was actually planning on telling, but it's relevant now. Um, I. I had this canine that just, you know, TLDR did not want to leave my mouth. And so when I got my wisdom teeth removed, they also removed this canine that was still in my gum. So I got five pieces removed. And I actually recovered really, really well. So I I want to put our listeners at ease that it's not always a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a Tennessee Chainsaw Massacre. Tennessee Chainsaw Massacre. To get your wisdom teeth removed. I, like, I, I... the living crap out of it, and and it and it actually ended up going down with like fairly minimal bruising, uh, for me. But uh, not everyone is so fortunate, and I'm so yeah. Sorry. Well, I actually feel like guilty telling our listeners that story because I feel like I just really grossed everybody out. But like, <laughs> hey, we ended with a bang, like spewing blood and poop. Wow. Yeah, we ended man. With quite a bang. <laughs> And actually, it was kind of funnier than I thought it would be. Like, uh, hey, you you made it funny though. Okay, you could have you. made it really dramatic sad. and sad, yes. but it wasn't. It was funny. enough. Time has passed, you know. Like, yeah, I was true. eighteen. It was a long time ago. It was the summer before college. So, um, dang. But I mean, I think we have so many more we could share. We could even do a part two if the listeners like this episode. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, there's because, so I mean, many. I even remembered other ones when you were telling yours. I mean, we have so many, like, things that have happened. Yeah, but, and if you don't I mean, mind poop content, I have, like, so many ostomy <laughs> fails. Because <laughs> I, like, this year, um, in, a, in a few months, this year will be seven years that I've had an ostomy. I which can't is believe that. Unbelievable. But, um... Yeah. But, like, I have lots of content to go off of. Absolutely. No, I mean, like, between all of our health issues, I mean, we could find, we could go through each part of our body, like, our hand, our foot, our neck, and probably think of a story for every single one. Like, no lie. Um, It's wild. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, um, If you like, also, if you like the story format at all, like, I'm sure that we could come, I mean, I could... I could tell endless stories about strange interactions with guide dog things. I could tell, oh, yes. like, awkward rideshare stories, like, for days. Like, we could tell these kinds. <laughs> if you hear There's... snorting in the background, that's my dog, not me, by the way. People, sorry. He's, like, snorting I know, my... behind me. My dog is also snoring because um, she's sleeping. No, but yeah, the story format is fun. I mean, I think, like, I love, like, our conversational banter, but I think, like, stories are fun. A story time episode is fun, too, every once in a while. So I think so, too. I yeah, so if you too. guys liked the story format, chronic illness stuff, or otherwise, um, message us. This is a perfect time to get into 
some housekeeping notes about how to what contact us. What a good us. segue! I know. Wow. I love it when the segues just fall into our laps. It's pretty amazing. Um, now he's squeaking a toy. I love him so much behind me. <laughs> Baby um, boy. But uh, as, as some of you, most of you, maybe all of you know, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, at Rare with Flair at most of them or on Instagram, rare.with.flair. So um, please follow us. We also have a website, rarewithflare.org, and our dot email. Com. Dot com. Dot, I mean, whoa, why did I say org? We're definitely not an org. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have our I own don't know what's at rarewithflare.org. Maybe nothing, but. I'm so sorry. Rarewithflare.com. What is wrong with me? Good, also, um, our hello at rarewithflare.com email address. Yes, for so, any email. inquiries. Inquiries, questions, comments, concerns. Yeah. Let us know. And then also, you can rate and review us. It's I was cool. I just going to get there. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Tell them. Sure. So, um, first of all, Spotify, we talked about this recently. Spotify just now allows people to rate podcasts. I don't know why people could it not rate while. podcasts before it this. It took a but while. But please, please, it's, uh, you can't leave a review, but you can just give, like, a star rating. So if you like what you hear, give us a rating on Spotify. Um, and then Apple Podcasts, where we have most of the ratings and lots of reviews, thanks to all of you. Um, please give us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Way back when, now we're on episode 40, which is wild. Can't but, believe like, it. When we started, uh, we, we had issued an incentive to the listeners we did to give us 100 reviews on apple Podcasts. we still have not hit that probably no. because it's actually surprisingly difficult to get that many reviews on apple Podcasts, it and is. we didn't know that when we, we made had that no goal. idea so i believe we're at 70 reviews which is actually great and it's actually, it's actually I think, so above many. <laughs> average even um i mean obviously i'm not comparing it to like the big big names like celebrities who have podcasts but actually 70 for like an average podcast like us is actually really good and so like maybe our goal was way too lofty sorry about it but maybe by the time we get to episode like 240 we'll have <laughs> 100 reviews and you can hear the dog voice right it, yeah actually I know, we know i never said what the incentive was but casey oh, I'm has sorry, this i'm sorry amazing miraculous voice that she speaks to her dog Rupert in and I want everyone to hear it but only if we get 100 reviews and we're gonna yeah, stick by that like, even though it might have been yeah. lofty <laughs> we are gonna stick by it and like we're not we're not giving up hope like please no. you know still help us if you haven't done it if you haven't done so yet like you can still help us even like we're not saying it's an impossible goal especially if everybody pitches in to help we so. believe in our listeners it can be very very short and you can just say that you like enjoy the podcast or something that you like about it um and yeah. you know don't have to write a novel but we'd appreciate it and i think i think you guys will like casey's dog voice Yes, and obviously not every review has to be a good review, but we hope that you say something nice and give it four or five Please. or hopefully five stars. I mean, if you've gotten this far in this episode, we think you might like the show, I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I hope so. <laughs> maybe not. But Maybe you're but just maybe here you for the tea, and frankly, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We, we <laughs> sure have some tea, and we spilled it. We spilled the tea, the blood, we the sure poop. <laughs> the blood, the poop. We spilled it all. 
Oh, um, man. But, yeah, but thank you, guys. Else? I think that's it. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to those stories. And st- if you made it this far, thank you for sticking through. And, yeah. We'll see you in we'll two weeks. Bye. Bye.